Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Welcome along to our look back on some alternative stories from the past week. I'm Brad Hardware and here's what's coming up. Chagstock Festival is returning to Dartmoor this summer with acts including Cooler Shaker and Ferocious Dog confirmed. Following struggles with ever-changing coronavirus rules last summer, they're looking forward to a safe and relaxed celebration this year. A podcast started by two Devon women during the pandemic has steadily grown over the last year. The Women Kind Collective looks to discuss a range of women's issues. Presenters Jinty Shearing and Lou Hawkins-Thompson explain their inspirations behind starting the podcast. And Torbay Council has cut some of its funding towards the Riviera Air Show. It will now pay almost three quarters less than previous years. The council haven't said why they've cut the funding towards the show. We'll look further into the issue. Devon Review with Brad Hardware. Now, Chagstock is back this summer with some big headliners already announced. The Dartmoor Festival is set to go ahead across the 22nd and 23rd of July with the summer holidays theme. Despite struggles last year to adhere to rules that kept changing, they're looking forward to seeing people back and having fun. The festival organiser Simon Ford says they've got a huge mix of headliners lined up with more to be announced soon. What acts do you have uh, lined up for the festival so far? Friday night and Saturday night headliners confirmed. Uh, Friday night is uh, Ash. And then Saturday night is Cooler Shaker. Uh, they've got a new album out uh, coming out soon, I think. Great, lively band called Tom Maguire and the Brass Holes. Great fun band. Uh, Baskery, who are three girls. Great sort of folky, rocky, lively act. Yeah, and lots of others. I'm, I'm still building the lineup at the moment, so more being added as we go along. What makes Chagstock a unique festival? I think uh, quite a few things. Certainly the location, it's right on sort of quite a high point and we've got views of the north of Dartmoor pretty much 360 degree views and we get amazing sunsets up there so certainly that that's that's unique we're not a we, a niche festival we don't have any particular genre of music we, we like to include all, all types of music uh, very family friendly so all age groups you know, so it's just a big party in a, in a field, really. So what sort of experience can a festival goer expect? Well, a uh, little bit weather-dependent, but usually we've been very lucky. So, uh, you know, fantastic views. Uh, we've got, we have a beer tent. We've got lots of caterers and traders, uh, kids' entertainment, um, hopefully some sort of entertainment, walking walkabout entertainers. Uh, we've got three stages, one big outdoor stage, uh, one inside a big top and then a smaller, what we call a live lounge stage. Yeah, and then basically whatever else you want to do there. What's it been like organising a festival post-pandemic? Certainly last year was very hard work, very stressful, um, trying to get the, you know, trying to get our risk assessments right. Uh, all the rules kept changing, so that was quite hard work. But, uh, you know, in the end we got there and actually it was a fantastic event. People were desperate to get out. And uh, everybody had a great time. What are you most looking forward to from Chagstock? I I think just seeing people out, enjoying themselves. Once I'm up there and and we start to build it, I start to relax a bit. And, uh, yeah, see lots of people having a great time. Obviously, it's not easy organising a festival, given these conditions. Are you able to sort of take precautions, keep everyone safe? We do what we can. We've got a lot of things on our side. Um, for example, we're mostly out, outdoors, so um, uh, you know, and we also we try and keep the site as many sides of the marquees open to allow for through flow. We encourage you know personal hygiene, uh, hand gel, and so on, but we we can't insist on these things. Uh, they're no longer 
regulations, but uh, these are kind of things which we should probably be doing anyway, to be honest. That was Simon Ford, organiser of Chagstock Festival, talking to Radio X's Mitty James. Well, Mitty also looked into the successful women's podcast, The Womenkind Collective, this week. Two women from Devon started the podcast during the peak of the pandemic and have since discussed all kinds of issues affecting women, with guests sharing their own experiences. The podcast has gained a large audience of women from all walks of life and are ambitious about the future. Jinty and Lou were inspired to create the podcast when sharing book recommendations. First of all, what inspired you to to start Womankind? Well, Lou and I were, it was uh, the lockdown, wasn't it? It was, it lockdown was, one. Yeah, and we were FaceTiming each other quite regularly um, and really missing um, our girlfriends, for one thing, and the sense of community, for another thing. Um, we started sharing book um, recommendations, didn't we? We and, did. Um, and anyway, we, we were having these regular conversations and I think it was me who said to you, we should start recording these and sending them to our friends sort of like a podcast, because again, we were missing our friends and, and the whole community. Um, and we did, we just sort of looked it up, started recording and, uh, got, you know, that was it. That was it. Was it? We were off, we were away and you know, all our friends seemed to enjoy it. And, um, yeah, and that was, we loved it ourselves. We absolutely loved it. And that's why we carried on, wasn't it? Well, I think to be podcasters in your 50s, it's like, you know, you, you're never too old to do anything or learn something new. So for us, it was a bit of a learning curve as it, well. It really was. It really was. We were both um, furloughed. And so, you know, we, we, it was a good way of using our brains, doing something new. So how has the podcast evolved um, sort of with the ever-changing state of the world? I think it's sort of grown and evolved because, I mean, our our main topic, obviously, of women in our 50s has been menopause. And that's got absolutely, since we started the podcast, it got absolutely huge with from the Davina McCall documentary. And there's so much on social media now. And women are talking and they're they're communicating and they're, you know, to to have the conversations we have with the most amazing women and men Mm. um, about menopause. And I think that that's really been our niche because we're in it and we know all about it. We're not all about it, but we're learning a lot about it, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And we get a lot of, we've got all age groups listening and even our um, younger listeners have said it's been fantastic in their 20s they've recognized um their their mum's sort of transition and at least they know as they get older they know what to expect um but I think our format has never really changed so I think familiarity um of a podcast is really really important um uh, because we wanted to have that community um feeling so the feeling that they knew what they were, what people are listening to. They know what, oh, it's, it, we're getting that. We're going to find out about what happens in that book this week. We're going to, so that our format has never changed, I don't no, think. It hasn't. We've dropped a couple of things that we kept forgetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they got kind of got dropped and we've just kept what, what really worked and the essence of listening to uh, women, particularly, or listening to people's voices and stories um, and people, whether they're local or um, we've had them from all over the world, really, haven't yeah, we, as we guests? Have. So, but it's hearing people. There's a lot of these people we we listen to that we have on don't get a voice otherwise. They're not particularly, they might not be famous, you know, so they haven't got a platform. Um, so we felt that was really, really um, important to us to give them a platform. Everyone's got a story and a few stories um, under their belt, haven't they? That's Ginty Shearing and Lou Hawkins-Thompson of the Women's Kind Collective talking to Radio X's Mitty James there. Now, finally this week, Torbay Council's announced its plan to cut funding towards the Riviera Air Show. It will now pay 20 
£26,000 towards the show, which is due to take place on Saturday the 4th and Sunday the 5th of June. That's a cut of £74,000. It's not clear why the council has cut some of its funding, given its previous emphasis that the event contributes many millions to the local economy. Well, when the council was asked why the money had been cut, a spokesperson was unable to answer, but said in a statement that Torbay Council has budgeted £26,000 for the 2022 event. Costs that cannot be covered through income will be met by the council's £750,000 three-year investment to support cultural and heritage events and activities. They added a significant proportion of the costs will be covered by private partners, sponsorship and traders. Well, that's all for Devon Review this week. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back with another episode next Friday. Take care. Devon Review with Brad Hardware.